I have no idea what just happened. Okay. But I'm going to go ahead and start it because uh, we can cut this part off. I can edit that part off. Okay. Um, so we'll try this again. I don't know. All right. Here are glitches. It glitches. Oh, yeah. It's All right, okay. Lord, we thank you and praise you, Father God. I thank you. We come up against anything that's trying to stop this recording, anything that is bringing a heaviness or anything on this broadcast. Father, we bring it down right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for your Holy Spirit to come into this place, into this room. And we thank you for the word that's going to go forth and touch people's lives by this recording in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's get this started. Hello, hello, everyone. Amanda Grace here with you today. Um, we, you should be able to see us just fine, me and Marty, as we start. Uh, StreamYard just a moment ago was glitching, so I'm just going to warn everybody ahead of time. Um, but it should be fine, and we're going to go forward now. And prayerfully, this is going to be a good show. The birds obviously are out. You can hear them. I let them out. I have the perch in back of me just in case one decides to make a guest appearance. Uh, welcome to everyone watching in the United States and around the world. And welcome to our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. I'm going to bring Marty in in a moment. Uh, I co-host, and I think it's his turn to pray. Uh, and so since he's been praying all morning, so that this will be good that we just we just segue it to Marty today. As you, the birds are going to be loud. The door is open. My The other half of my office over here is where their cages are. Uh, and so the budgies are here from the, the other property uh, because we have to do some work there. So now we have an entire bird menagerie uh, in my office. So let's bring in Marty. Speaking of birds, let's bring in Marty and Gumbo. Oh, hi, Amanda. I was called away, called away yeah. in the spirit there. Good to see yeah. you today. Had to come back to the natural to spend some time with you today. Praise the Lord. Obviously, I'm joking. How's it going today, Amanda? All right. How are you? <laughs> doing great. Doing great. We just finished our morning show uh, hours and hours and hours ago. And so I've just been spending the day throughout the day in the word and, uh, just having a, a wonderful time, uh, fellowshipping with the Lord and fellowshipping with the people of God. And, uh, so we have a lot to do today, but we could open in prayer. I think it's my turn. It is your turn. Yes, it is. My it turn. is definitely, I think I, I think I did it last time we were together. So yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, let's just jump in and pray. Father, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the many good things you've given us. Above all else, you've given us Jesus. You've given us his name. You've given us the blood of Jesus. You've given us the name that highly exalted above every other name. That what Anything that comes our way, anything that comes our direction, we can rely and stand, make our demands and rights and privileges upon the powerful, precious name of Jesus. But above everything, Father, we have access to you through that name, in that name. So, Father, we come to you today and we ask you to help us. 
you know, there's a grace that you have for us for everything we do. And how, how perfect is there to be a grace for Grace Out Loud for this show today? that we don't just fill up the airways with things to be said. We fill up the airways and we penetrate the hearts of people and we inject faith and light from your word into the hearts and the minds of those, those that are hungry for you, those that follow this show, those that want to do more for you, those that seek your plan and your purpose, those that want to know how to pray the right way for their family, their marriages, their finances, their children, their grandchildren, Lord, we just thank you today that you help us. You help us from our gifts and our callings, the divine assignments that we have on us to equip the saints, to bring the saints, to drag them even to a place, an intimate place, a place of near, a place of dear, a place before your throne that they can obtain mercy, the mercy, and that the grace would be there so that they can live the life of a powerful Christian, that they can heal the sick, that they can pray prayers that get results every time. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you today that Amanda and I have the words to say. We thank you that your anointing shrouds us and and just sets upon us even now in the precious name of Jesus and gives us what to say. So we're giving our mouths over to you. We refuse to say anything that's not of you. We refuse to have our mouths be drug around by our soul. No, no, no. We will speak out of our heart today, and we make that commitment unto you in the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, so how has things been going at Ark of Grace? Oh, my goodness. Well, there's a lot going on at Ark of Grace. I mean, I had to, we had to do an event over the weekend, which was actually a lot of fun. And we had the animals there. Yes. I heard about that. Yep. And, um, shout out to our, uh, to our animal staff. Boy, do they work well together. Wow. They're amazing. I have to say, I watch them all day, just work together and just, and just do amazing. And, and they were so pleasant to everybody at the church and all the kids coming in to see the animals because we had quite a few animals there and our caption, this photo actually comes from that. Nice. Um, comes from that day. So we did that Saturday and here it is. Here's our caption, this Marty. <laughs> oh, Gus and Gus jr. That, that was <laughs> That's Moses. We had him in the Yukon transporting him because it's air conditioned. Oh my transporting gosh. Transporting him wonderful. up to uh Faith Assembly where we had him and we had six other animals from Ark of Grace there. <laughs> um and so it yeah, that it was it was a very nice time. I walked him around, I took him out. He's leash trained, so he met the kids. It was it was a lot of fun. Isn't that nice? Yep. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> That was an adventure on the way back, especially because Moses then decided he was going to go to the bathroom in Gus's boots. I'm going to caption that. Can I caption that? You can caption that. Yes. Gus builds an ark. Gus builds an ark. Gus builds an ark and it's starting with Moses. Yes. Yeah. So now my caption this, I also have a name for it, but I'm interested in seeing how you caption it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Why have I seen a picture like this before, but with people? I think it was with people lying in that, in in that, uh, 
How many chicks? One, two, three. Gosh, your menagerie is growing here, Marty. Hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. You know, I, I you know, you know what this looks like. The whole nation believes. They just all saw saw <laughs> Joe Biden's latest speech. Wow. I was going to call this rapture of the church, but rapture you know, of I mean, the church. <clears throat> I mean. That's Whether we're one. the ones going up, I think our mouths are going to be open or yeah. we're the ones, which mm-hmm. not me or you, but you know, the mm-hmm. people who are not going up, I'm thinking that's going to be the look on their face. Yeah. Marty, your menagerie Rapid. is growing. What can I say? <clears throat> yes, I know it's grown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely grown. Yep. <clears throat> so hallelujah. Well, God has got for us today, just speaking by faith here, just a word of encouragement mm-hmm. because prophets are saying there's a shaking prophets are saying there's things going to take place. There's a lot being said and not just prophets, but you know, I mean, anyone in financial yeah. is saying <laughs> what's the future of the dollar look like that's being yeah. said. Mm-hmm. I personally had a vision where the Lord showed me food prices six times higher than they are now. Ooh, the number six. Isn't that interesting, mm-hmm. Martin? Yeah, that is. Yeah, number is. Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. The number of man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Man's plans produce that, I guess. So we could say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, there's things we know, there's things we see. And we only, now just to be reminded, though, we only see in part. Now, I love that how the Bible says we only see in part. But today I've got a scripture, 2 Peter 1 12. I think it's a good scripture for our show today. And it basically says this. If I can get over here, move it. Okay. Peter is speaking. And he said, For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you. So I think today's show is a day of remembrance, a day of reminding. I, and this is 2 Peter 2, I'm 2 Peter 1 12. For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things that you know and are established in the present truth. But listen to what he says. Yes. I think it is right for as long as I'm in this body to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my body, he calls it a tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I am, I'll be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. Yes. He's saying one day I'm going to go. I'm going to go on up to the Lord, but I'm going to set things in place. I'm going to manage things now. To where yes. there's someone going to follow in my footsteps and they're going to remind you. But let's look at the verse 12 again. For this reason, I'll not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you already know and are established in these things. Yes. We know the future is bright. But according to Peter, we know the future is bright. We know God's on the throne. We know in the end we win. Yes. But because of the darkness of days and the darkness of governments and the darkness of all the crazy going on, mm-hmm. the darkness of the enemy, the yes. darkness of the agenda being trying to shown to our children, because mm-hmm. of all that darkness and all that's going on, we need to remind ourselves that we win. We need to re- we need to talk about it. We need to have shows about that we that are God on the winning team. Us. That was we, the that was mm-hmm. the sermon yesterday at Faith yeah. Assembly. A guest a guest speaker came. And that was it. God is with us. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We are the triumphant church. 
Yeah. We're not going to become that one day. We have been made victorious now in Christ. Yes. We've been already, spiritually speaking, made alive together, raised up together, seated at his own right hand at a place of dominion and authority over the darkness down here. We need to be reminded of these things. And that's what Paul, that's what Peter is saying. I have to remind you, and I'm not only going to remind you now of what you already know, I'm going to give other people after I die that's going to remind you of what you already know. Because yeah. you, that's when Paul said, I stir myself up. Paul said, I stir myself up. Listen, what you set your eyes upon is what you're going to meditate on. What you set your eyes and your ears. If you go to the local news stations or the national news stations that own the normal news channels, you are not going to be living victorious. You're not going to be living a triumphant, uh, in a triumphant way that we've been made because you are setting your heart and your mind on all the negative. Now, we're not to be blind to the dark going on, but we're the light. We're we're part of the solution. And so today's show, I just wanted you and I to just remind everybody that we win. We're on the winning team. Even though you might make a mistake yourself, or even though you don't feel like you're winning today, you're on the winning team. The plan is this. Be a part of the team. Don't, don't leave the team. Don't turn against the team. Stick to the team that you've been put in, the winning team. Yeah. It's kind of like one guy said, you need to dance with the one that brung you. You know, yeah. you go to a barn dance or you go to a high school dance and someone takes you and you go off and dance with something. No, you need to dance with the one that brung you. So, and then another guy, another pastor friend of mine down in Texas, he said, he said, when the, when the water in the bay rises, so do all the ships in the bay. That's true. So, when all when the when 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 we are on the winning team, so can you rise yes. to the height of victory and triumphant living that the yes. team does. Mm-hmm. What you got, Amanda? Amen, amen. Well, that's true, and you know when when things rise, well, other things occur from that. So if you think about a marina, right? Yeah. The water rises, the ships rise. What happens sometimes to the docks and the other things? the water overflows on them, right? It begins <laughs> yeah. to overtake and overflow and you begin to kind of seen, see a chain reaction from that. So when things rise and a standard is raised, it tends to cover other areas and it tends yeah. to overflow, which is an interesting concept because right now there are, it appears there are floods going on all over the nation which pray for these people because some of these images that I've seen, they just look downright. I mean, they're just downright terrible. But um, I remember, well, I think this is part of it, but I think this has to do with with, with a spiritual um, what's coming to. But I remember, uh, oh gosh, I don't know how long ago it was. I would have to go look, but it was months and months and months and months and months and months and months ago. But I was taken up in the... In a dream, I was taken up literally in the spirit and I was put really high up on a mountain where there was this solid stone house. And I walked into the house and there was an enormous white horse there. And there was a uh, there was an angel on the horse that was dressed in centurion garb. And he had this voice that was so commanding uh, and deep. And so... He first told me to look to the left and I looked to the left 
and I saw this city kind of looked white almost, maybe it was snow, maybe it was buildings that were white, I'm not sure, engulfed in flames. And he said to me, Sodom is burning. Now, I think that has to do with what's going on in Canada now too, because this was way before all these fires in Canada that I saw this. But then he told me to look to the right, because now look to the right. And I saw these enormous storm clouds beginning to gather, really dark. And he said, a great flood is about to hit the earth. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and that's all I was told. A great flood. Yep, a great flood. Now, this could, yes, this could this have a physical meaning as well? Sure, it can. But could this also have, you know, um, a spiritual aspect to it? Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember that vividly. I'm looking up. I, I don't want to misquote. Um, you know that scripture that talks about the days of Noah. Yes. <clears throat> Matthew. Matthew twenty four thirty seven. But as the days of Noah were, mm -hmm. so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For mm -hmm. as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark <clears throat> and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall all the coming of the son of man be. Wow. Mm. But as the days of Noah, so shall it be very soon. We are speaking of mountains. This was years ago, but I was climbing a face of a mountain. <clears throat> Ooh, okay. In the spirit. And I came up, I did that top. recently in the spirit. Go on. Yeah. Yep. I yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I got up to it and I looked over okay. the top of the mountain. And I saw the yeah. rapture of the church, like a sun, Ooh. like a sun rising in the morning. Like okay. This, I, just, I got up to the plateau on the top and I saw, and now this was probably six, seven, eight years ago. This was a few years yeah. ago. And it, I was really alarmed at how close, how close it is. How close. And in the last year, I came again to that mountain in prayer, but I didn't climb the face. I was already on the plateau. I was already on the top. Okay. Which said to me, it's nearer. Yeah. The rapture of the church is on the way. The days of Noah are being revealed to us every day. The days of Noah. So when you go back and you look at, I think it's in Genesis 18. Let me go there real quickly. Just okay. Let's go to Genesis fun, right? 18. No, no, you know, I'm wrong. Is it Genesis 6? I got my Bible right here. Okay. Oh, is it Genesis 6 or Genesis 8? The wickedness of man here in Genesis 6. Yeah. Oh, the corruption of mankind? Now it yeah. happened when men began to multiply. Is that it? Yeah. So here in Genesis 6 okay. verse 5. I think I'm in the, in the King James here. Yes, okay. I am the King James. <clears throat> Genesis 6, 5. Listen to what it says. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart, mankind's heart, was mm -hmm. only evil continually. Now, that's really powerful. I mean, don't just read it and move on. Think about what he's saying. Yeah. Every mankind, every thought they were having, all of it was continually evil. Verse 6 and 
the Lord basically repented that he had made man in the earth. That's he a did. really dark place. Well, that it is when he's like, he regrets <clears throat> completely ever making man yeah. at all. Yeah. And it says God was grieved in his heart. Wow. Now that's really, you know, so I would ask myself, just me and my perception, my capability to see what's going on. And I'm reading this. We're yeah. not there. We're not all the way that at that place. Okay. But it said in Matthew 24, 37, but as the days of Noah were, yes. so shall. So it didn't say of that moment in time when Noah stepped on the ark, the days were building up to that moment that yes. when he stepped in the ark, because when the, when they stepped in the ark, that was the judgment. That was, yes. he was, he was, but see the beautiful thing, Amanda was Noah built this huge ark for like what? 120 years. It was, I think it was about a hundred years. Actually <clears throat> the countdown to the flood when Methuselah, his grandfather died. Methuselah means his death shall bring. So when Methuselah died, it was the countdown to the flood, that hundred year countdown that it took Noah to build the ark. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the ark itself was a cry out to mankind to wake up. Mm -hmm. The ark itself wasn't something that he hid. He didn't send Noah and his sons to this deep canyon far away, hidden where no one would ever go to -hmm. build this ark, that it would be a surprise one day. No, he built this ark where everyone in town, everyone in the whole countryside, imagine if this was to happen today. Imagine the news media. Now we did have that, you know, that movie about, well, I don't remember the name of the guy that built the ark. <clears throat> oh well, there was a couple, right? Steve, there was Steve Carell. Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah. I forgot the name of the movie, but it's something Almighty. Ev- not yeah, Evan. Maybe. Evan Almighty. Is it Evan, Evan Almighty? Yeah. Yes, something like that. Well, so okay. imagine. So he was like news media. People were coming from everywhere. Imagine what it was in the days of Noah, right? All the people knew about the people came from other regions to see this ark. This wasn't that he just built an ark and everyone ignored him. He was a man of God. He was known. He was a very well-known man. He was building this ark that's huge. Publicity's getting out. People are heckling him. Now imagine what God just said. Every thought and every intent, intent of man's heart was evil continuously. So this evil continuously thinking people were coming in front of Noah watching this ridiculous thing he's doing heckling him, putting him down, cursing him, belittling him continually, threatening him. You know, we see the rage of the left today. Imagine this, heckling and putting him down, threatening his life. Imagine what Noah went through. So all of that to say is today, the same way then that God set this ark to be built literally in front of mankind and their wickedness to show them there is a way out. The way he did that then, he's doing today. He's doing it through the church today. He's doing it through teaching and preaching today. He's doing it through the fivefold ministry gifts today. And he's getting it out there. He's making it known. Jesus is Lord. He's coming, and he's coming soon. Amen. He is. And that ark was enormous. This wasn't something small. 
Yeah. This was something that you couldn't miss. Yeah. If you were, you know, you could probably see it, you know what I mean? From a long yeah. distance away that with the massive structure, uh, you know, of this boat. Uh, and so if you think about it, that's how obvious the Lord makes it sometimes to show people that something huge is about to happen. Something very uh, crucial and, and uh, you know, and sobering is about to happen on the earth. And there is the evidence of it, the physical evidence of it, of this ark being built. Um, And I think the Lord does the same thing today, just in different ways. And we've got the enormous ark in front of us, you know, the corrupt has yeah. that arc. They're staring at it, right? The LBGTQ, XYZ, whatever you want to call them, is staring at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, these other agendas that are not funded by who you think they're funded. They're funded by foreign countries that don't even like these, the, these groups of people because they want to destroy America. Yeah, they they're staring at it. They're all staring at this arc being constructed before their eyes. And they're still not getting it. They're still not getting it, but they're going to get it. Yeah, they're going to get it. It's going to be be what happens, but they're going to get it. There'll be no denying what's going to happen soon. No. Yeah, there'll be no denying it. So um, we have a a prayer group here in Tulsa that prays for us. We meet with them um, right now every week or every two weeks, and we pray. Um. Was it, were we in that prayer group? It was some time, it, I've been in so many prayer groups. It was a prayer group that we were in recently. Um, <clears throat> in this prayer, time of prayer, the Lord began to talk to me about Noah. Yes, yes, we had the, we had our prayer group. I'm sorry, I just remembered. Over at our home, and we're in a circle. We're gathered together in my living room, and Jenny and I are leading the prayer group. And we got over into um, the spirit of seeing and knowing. And in doing so, the Lord began to deal with me about Noah. This was about three weeks ago, probably. Begin to deal with me about Noah, and I saw an ark, and I saw the door being lowered for its time for people to walk, start begin to walk on. So I literally saw the door being lowered, mm-hmm. and the Lord began to speak these words to me. He said, the mantle of John the Baptist is very great in the earth. Now, if you remember, recently there's come some big news about some some prophet, you know, that's, you know, being compared to John the Baptist. Well, when I hear something like that, that doesn't bother me at all because when I was 13, my mom was told that I would have the, now this is a very important word, the mantle of John the Baptist. So the ignorance of people is they just need to understand what that means. It just means an anointing, a call similar to what John the Baptist did. I'm not going to be a John the Baptist, but John the Baptist's number one call was to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. So the mantle of John the Baptist is on me because I know the coming of the Lord is coming and I'm doing everything I do. Everything I do with Lama prayer and ministry, everything is preparing for his coming. I'm equipping the saints like you are. We're teaching them, preaching to them like you are. We're healing them. We're getting them spirit filled. We're having shows like this to teach them what we know and to help them come over and access the father and the things of the spirit. All of this is teaching them, getting to them to a place and preparing the body of Christ for the coming of the Lord. So that mantle of John the Baptist that other prophets are being talked about and maybe even put down a little bit, it's just you need to understand what was being said there. It's just an anointing and a call 
that was birthed with John the Baptist. Because if you look at all the other prophets, how many of those had that same mantle? They all were prepared. The Old Testament prophets, they all, so many of them were preparing for the coming of the Lord. But it was manifested to where we saw it the most in natural means in the life of John the Baptist, where it literally said, I am, he is called to prepare the way. So the Lord said to me that call upon people today of John the Baptist to prepare the way. There's also another call. I've not talked to you much about son. I said, well, what is that? He said the mantle of Noah. And I said, what is that? And he said, you're so close. What are you grinning for? (laughs) You're so close to the ark, the door. And that's when I saw the ark of the, the, the doors of the ark lowering. It was about halfway lowered. It was moving slowly. <clears throat> and he began to talk to me about the mantle, the call of Noah that was on him. Is is he said this to me? Is just as just as plenteous in the earth right now as the John the Baptist mantle to prepare the way. One prepared the way, and the other got him in the ark, Lo- lowered the door, preached the message, and put him single file. Now, this is interesting, and the anointing of the Lord is coming upon me really strong. And then I saw, thank you, Lord. I saw the door reach to the very bottom. And when it reached all the way to the bottom, I saw not animals, Amanda, which I know you're an animal gal. You're you're an animal lady, sorry. I saw not animals two by two. I saw nations two by two walking Mm. up that ramp door into the ark. So I just, what I gathered of that was this great mantle, this call, this gifting that he placed on Noah, this anointing he placed on Noah is placed on many people today to get that door lowered, to preach and to usher people and nations nations. I found that really interesting. Like one nation would grab the hand of another nation and help them get on. I believe we're going to have some nations touched in this season. I believe that. I believe that because with with what you see, what you see moving about in the earth and what you see as far as, um, and I'm not just going to call it uh, a shift or I'm going to call it a very hard shift. Kind of like a jerking, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. really fast, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, and because of that, I think it's going to, um, it's going to draw nations in to want to, to want to board the ark. Yeah. You know, because as far as Noah and his family, the reason he built the ark and he then boarded it is because he knew God meant business and he recognized that. He recognized that appointed time that he had to get into the safety of what God had given him because of what was going to happen. And that's what has to happen with nations right now and with groups of people is they have to recognize that appointed time and want to board the ark, you know, instead of ignoring it and thinking there's another way to avoid the flood. Because there's a flood coming in many ways right now. It's not just one way. It's not just water. You see, you see, um, you know, uh, attacks from the enemy 
trying to flood in. You see uh, uh, political floods. You see uh, floods, legal floods. You see, so you see floods in many ways right now happening. I look down. We talk about <clears throat> Genesis 6, 5, verse 5, verse 6. When you look at verse 8, there's a really good point. Now, what are we still doing, Amanda? We are reminding, we're doing like like Peter said. We're putting ourselves in remembrance. We're, we're reminding that we're on the winning side. Look here, in Genesis 6, 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So we just talked about. Yep. The wickedness of man, every mm-hmm. thought, every intent of mankind is yep. so bad. The Father God is like, I regret making mankind. But yep. then, totally verse eight, out of the blue, verse 8 comes in and takes a right swing. Look at that. But Noah, mm-hmm. let me say this, but those who have that mantle of Noah in this hour have found grace in the eyes of the Lord. To do the job at hand. Now, so we love the song Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound That Saved a Wretch Like Me. But when you yes. sing that song, the majority of what you hear about grace is just the saving side of grace. Yes. Well, there's more to the saving side of grace. There's what I love to say is the equipping side of grace. There's a grace that saves me, and but yet it's that same grace, mm-hmm. but it also gives me an endowment, an empowerment, an equipping to do what I'm called to do now that I'm saved. So with that grace that saved me, also he gave me this ability to do the work he has in front of me. So those that are called to have that a mantle, that call of Noah to help lower the door, to help get people up there, walking up that door, those are graced with an ability from God, an anointing of God, what to say, where to be, the finances will be there. Everything is needed to be just release faith in that grace. So if you feel like you've got the call to help get people in the ark, begin to thank God. Thank you, Lord, for the grace. Lord, I'm thanking you. I know you've given me this ability, this grace, this burning desire in my heart. My soul is even being overtaken by this desire to reach people and get them in the ark before that great and terrible day of the Lord comes. That's right. That's what that's what it's about right now, about. with what we see happening, precious fruit of the earth in this country and on the earth. Every ministry and everything they do should trickle back to one thing: the precious fruit of the earth. And this loving, amazing Father that James said is patiently waiting for us to reach them. Everything. That's where it comes from. If that's not the center of someone's life and ministry. They need to make some adjustments. Well, Marty, I'm just feeding the poor. Great. But in that feeding the poor, there should be a salvation message of restoring the people to the Father through Jesus. Well, Marty, but I'm just getting people filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's restoring them unto the fullness of who they're supposed to be. That is the taking care. The precious fruit of the earth, because I had been speaking about the precious fruit of the earth for a long time, but I always was making reference that it was the lost. And finally, about a month ago, the Lord's like, son, you're part of the precious fruit. You're just not lost. But the precious fruit is all of mankind. It you is. You have the lost ones that need to be harvested, but then you also have the church. I want you to still take care of the precious fruit of the church, equipping them, training them, teaching them, 
You have the ones that are ripe and the ones that are not so ripe and the ones that are still maturing. If you look on a tree, what do you see? Whether it's an apple tree or a pear tree or whatever tree you want to, you know, you want to think about. You've got the fruit that's really ripe. And then you've got the fruit that is not so ripe. And then you have the one that is in his infant stages and needs to mature. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So the precious fruit is all of that. It's just people are in different stages. When it comes to this, except, um, you know, the, uh, the body of Christ took a, took a U-turn somewhere and went backwards. And now, the, you know, now we have an issue where there has to be this accelerated type of maturity that happens from, from what is going on right now in order for us to be where we need to be as the body. Because half the body took a U-turn is trying to pull the rest of the body that's mature back with them backwards. And that can't happen. Yep, so we're just going to keep reminding of what it looks like to be on the winning team. We're the winners. Mm-hmm. We we don't just win in the end. We're supposed to live in a triumphant Up. life in Christ. Now, Your microphone, Marty, is a little low. It's a little low. We Ooh, want everyone you... to hear what you're saying. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did not realize it went down low like that. Oh. That must be better. Good. Oh, good. Good morning. Yes, it is. It's like, Praise the Lord. It's really good now. Good. I didn't realize it went down low. So, yeah. So, we are supposed to live triumphant now, not just win in the end. We're supposed to win now. You know, we're supposed to live now. And that's what the epistles are about. You know, it's the, it's the writers of the epistles are saying, hey, here's the outline. Here's the outline of living Christian living. I love those where he's just given the, the the writers of the epistles are just given line upon line of instruction of how love one another, you know, prefer one another, you know, how to interact with one another because the church, if I could just say it as simple as I can, the church being sweet to the church should be number one. I mean, you know, if you can't be sweet to someone on your own team, How's it looking for you to reach reach those that hate you, or those that are just blind and don't want to hear anything about what you you know your message? So let's just start being sweet with each other. You know, let's just start with love. You know, now Billy Brim, Doctor Billy Brim, she says this. She says because she has such a beautiful relationship with the Holy Spirit. She says the Holy Spirit just will make you sweet. That's pretty simple, right? That's all she said. Now, obviously, she said a lot more, but that was that one point. The Holy Spirit will make you sweet. That's beautiful. When you know with the compassion of the Lord, that the Holy Spirit working on your heart, you, so I'll say this, Amanda, and you know, you can tell the people that spend time with God mm-hmm. and the ones that don't. <laughs> Man, I'm going to leave that for you. What do you think? Well, you have to spend time with the Lord, even if it's telling him what you don't like, yeah. even if it's keeping yeah. open communication and telling him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Things you don't mm-hmm. like or things you're having a hard time with or whatever's going on. Um, you know, it's important to keep a, a open line of communication and to always be in the word, no matter how you feel. <laughs> yeah. that, that's something hard for people. No matter how I feel, 
And there are many mornings where I don't feel good. I'm in the word. Yeah, for sure. So you have to do it no matter how you feel. Yeah. It's not based on feelings. Exactly. It's not. And, 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 and unfortunately, part of, you know, part of what's been taught in the church uh, leads people to, you know, to sort of believe that. But I mean, you know, being in the word really is a discipline. It's not based on how you feel. And there's a difference. Yeah. Between those two, there is a vast difference. <clears throat> yeah. Um, how you feel, you know, will vacillate. Discipline is consistent. Yeah. And people need that. So no matter how you feel or what's going on or what, you know, or what you think you need or you don't need, it doesn't matter. You need to be in the word every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father. And that's how we do that. Well, just like Amanda said, we spend time in the Word. Smith Wigglesworth said, someone said to him, Smith, Smith, he was a minister, if you don't know. Um, Smith, how you feel today? And he raised his voice and says, I don't ask Smith how he feels. I tell Smith how he feels. That's keeping your body under. Keeping your body to be in subjection to your spirit. Now, this is a very large part of what we're talking about with this Peter scripture that I start off with, wherever it went, praise the Lord. The Peter scripture would basically say, I'm going to put you in remembrance. Well, I've lost it. But it basically said, I'm going to remind you. I'm going to remind you of things you already know. This is so important. See, the body of Christ is just like everyone else, just like children. I taught children's church. Yeah. The number one thing I did for 11 years was repetition, 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 repetition. Because let me tell you something. If they would have told me the one plus ones and the five plus fives and the 25 divided by five and six times eight, if they would have told me all of that multiplication, all of that arithmetic, if they would have told that to me one time, I would have learned nothing every year, every week. First grade, second grade, third grade, elementary, all the way even in high school. We're using it. We're using it today. I can quote off five plus five, five plus five, just as quick as Amanda can. Okay. That's, you know, I'm trying to be funny, but, but you know, today we know even, even how to read. You don't just hear a sound or a syllable one time. It's repetition. We learn by repetition. So why should it be any different with God's word? Why should it be any different? Cause we're the same. So when it comes to this, I so love what Peter said. You already know how to live. I'm going to remind you. And not only am I going to remind you, but one day this tent, this body is going to go away and I won't be here anymore, but I'm going to set stuff in place that someone else is reminding you. It is so important for us, you and I, to just tell them today that we win. This is not a hopeless situation. We're winning. We're winning. We're winning. You know, if you didn't have... um if you didn't have resistance, you might yeah. want to be worried because it probably means you're not winning. Well said. It probably means you're not winning yeah. because when you have resistance, it means a, the Lord is with you when you're walking <clears throat> in the will of God and resistance yeah. like that comes. Uh, and B, it means that the enemy is trying to stop the forward advancement, which means you are moving forward <clears throat> Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't be bothered stopping you. Yeah. If you've gone in the wrong direction, he's not going to try to stop you. That'd be foolish on his part. Very much. You know, 
he's not foolish. He's just deceived. There's a difference. Yeah. He's actually like a, 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 what do you, what would you call it? Like a brilliant sociopath in some ways. <laughs> God is infinite in his wisdom. So he's far above that. But if you want to talk about, you know what I mean? You're dealing yeah. with somebody that, that studies you, studies your family line, studies the word, <clears throat> studies the church, all to find its weaknesses to try to exploit it. You know, that, that, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Uh, and so he doesn't waste time if you're if you're doing something yourself to you know what I mean yeah. to, to, to tumble down the hill he's not going to stop you no but if he sees you climbing that mountain and going higher and moving forward and advancing you're going to see the resistance come and, and you're going to see that come in full force and that's how you know <laughs> that God is with you and you're going in the right direction yeah. Yeah, you know, he'll he'll let sleeping dogs lie. He will, yes. Yeah, sleeping dogs. If you're not barking, you're not causing any trouble. If you're not exposing that someone bad's coming in the yard to steal from you, if you're not guarding what you've been given to guard over, and you're a sleeping dog on the front porch, he'll just thank you. He'll just let you think that you're just right where you're supposed to be. But the kingdom of God, according to what God says. The kingdom of God suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. That means you just get up and you start swinging. You swing with a sword of authority. You swing with a fist of faith. You just start swinging. You start swinging for your marriage and call it what you want it to be. Use the words of your mouth. Call it those things that God who quickeneth the dead, talking about Abraham and Sarah, unable to have a son, it said, God who quickeneth. Now, that means he released life into it. So God who quickeneth the dead, the womb of Sarah, God who quickeneth and brought life to the womb of Sarah, God who, and I'm quoting the scripture again for the 15th time, God who quickeneth the dead yes. calleth the things that be not as though they were. Yes. I know that's a little little rhyme and a little game there. Let me say it this way. God called it what he wanted it to be called it what he wanted to, it right. to be created to be because he knew his words were the creative force. Mm -hmm. So speak, speak that you got victory, speak that you're triumphant, speak that you're on the winning team. I know things are bad. We all have, we all have the enemy in darkness trying to come with Jenny and I and you and all, we all in the body of Christ, when you're doing something and you're not a sleeping dog asleep on the porch and you're up doing your part, you're praying, you're joining prayer groups, you're standing for your school board, bringing God back to the nation in every way that you can. You're sharing the gospel of Jesus with the people in your life. When you're doing those things, you're, 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 you're going to be on the radar. You're on the enemy's radar. But at the same time, where he's got your own radar, you're being held by the hand of God. Amen. You know, the Holy Spirit said to me one time, he said, I, pr I was praying the hedge of protection. I was praying that over my family. And the Holy Spirit interrupted me and said, do you know, son, that I'm that hedge? Mm. I'm like, no, I had not heard that, sir. He said, I'm that hedge. Did, did did Ezekiel 36 26 and 27 not say that I'm gonna that the Lord is going to give you on you about you the spirit and place the spirit within you so I'm in you son and then I'm also about you and there's your hedge and he said I wrap myself around you and I am your hedge 
man, I love that a lot. Well, it's true because, you know, the Lord, you know, many times I hear people pray, you know, and, 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 you know, for a hedge of protection, you know, and that's what it is. That's who he is. That's the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit. That's that big, thick hedge that's around you that makes it difficult for the enemy to penetrate. That protects you probably for more than you'll ever know it's protected you from. What did you say that was? What was the words? Penetrate? No, the, the, you just said it in, the, in the, the Greek or the Jewish or something? Oh, the Ruach HaKadosh. The Holy oh. Spirit is the Ruach HaKadosh. Okay. So it's in the Old Testament, Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and Ruach HaKadosh in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit. It was hard for me to not say Gesundheit when you did that. So I, I just know, was, Ruach HaKadosh. I know. Yeah, just like <laughs> Gesundheit. So. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a giver. What can I say? I get you are, Marty. You, yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. That just keeps on giving. It's, it's just like I never, it's hardly take a nap. So, <laughs> so for Mondays. I don't and, nap during the day either. Yeah. I can't. Could you imagine if I went to go nap, what Chris would do? Oh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Chainsaws goodness. and ladders. His two favorite things. Chainsaws and ladders. That's exactly it, <laughs> that's Marty. Just it would favorite be chainsaws thing. and ladders. And then, uh, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, what the dogs would alert because there was a crash or something. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's worse to stand on a chainsaw and hold a ladder or stand on a ladder and hold a chainsaw. But either one are not good scenarios. No, they're not good. No, 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 yeah. no. But no, I'm not, a, I'm not, the, biggest, <laughs> not the biggest napper <laughs> during the day. But I will stop. <clears throat> And be quiet throughout the day to listen for the Lord. Yeah. At times, you know, I'll just stop and be really, you know, still for a minute or, you know, go in another room or things of that nature. Yeah. Which is, you know, not, not a bad practice to have. <clears throat> yeah. It's a good, it's a good habit to get into, you know. Yeah. Sit still and know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no matter yeah. what's going on then around you, you're still listening. No matter how you feel, you're still listening. That's the point he tries to get you to, that no matter how you feel, you're still listening. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I like that. Yes. Wow, I could do a whole series on that. Wow. There you go, Marty. Take it and run. <clears throat> Come on. Take it and well, run. Well, I'm doing right now. I just did this morning um, session 18 or episode 18. Oh, my gosh. Oh, 18 is a very important number in Jewish culture, just so you know. What is it, Amanda? 18. um, Gifts are given in increments of 18. Really? Or like bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and I believe other occasions. I think it means life. Wow. But 18 is a very important number to them. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, today I did 18. A session or episode 18 of my new series, Ways to Pray. So I have to tell you, I've been doing 18 days of, you know, a 45 minute to an hour, sometimes 30 minute, just teaching prayer. Now, we're talking not just about all the ways to pray, but we're covering the types of prayer. Yeah. Prayer of consecration, prayer of agreement, prayer of faith and authority, prayer of petition, prayer of thanksgiving, prayer of praise, all these different prayers. A prayer of commitment, we mentioned it. There's also some refer to the prayer of casting your care on the Lord. I kind of throw that together with the prayer of commitment inside the prayer of consecration. I kind of did it that way just for my teaching. You know, there's different ways we can do. We're going off of the Greek words, um, all the Greek words used in the New Testament and some in the Old yeah. um, for the word prayer because there's quite a few of those. 
So it's been really good. But I tell you, the reports I'm getting from those that follow us that just are, are keeping up and staying in sync with us is absolutely amazing because much of the body of Christ hasn't been taught how to pray. Now, that's what the Lord spoke to Jenny and I, my wife. He spoke to us and said, I want you to cover the nation with how to pray. And you know, how to is beautiful. If I have that, it really empowers me. But many people haven't received the how to. They know we can pray. We want to pray. We know prayer's needful. But many times concerning the situation they're dealing with, because there's all different types of situations. So every situation might need a different kind of prayer. And you got to know the situation you're dealing with, what prayer of these seven or eight different prayers, which one is best for your situation you're dealing with. If I don't know God's plan for my life and I'm like, God, I just want, I just, I'm so hungry for you. I would start with the prayer of consecration because it's where Jesus said, father, not my will, but yours be done. So I would draw near to him and say, Oh Lord, I empty myself of what I want with my life. Fill me with what you want. So there's a prayer of consecration. Well, that's how you pray, you know, Father, not my will, but yours be done. But I don't pray for sickness concerning that because I already know the will of God concerning sickness. The Bible says he doesn't want me sick. The Bible says that Jesus bore upon himself the stripes that I would be healed. So I don't pray concerning sickness or pain. I don't pray the prayer of consecration over that. I pray the prayer of authority or faith over that, where the Bible shows me that I've been made well by him. So I go and I'd make a demand upon what the Bible says. I make a demand that sickness can't stay in my body. I don't demand it of God. I demand it of the enemy to leave me alone. Sickness, I refuse to allow you in my body. So you have the prayer of consecration and, and then this prayer of faith, authority. There's two different kinds of prayer. So what I'm loving in our series, Ways to Pray, is people are learning which prayer to use for what problem or circumstance or even the person. You might have an interesting person in your life. What prayer do you use? So I just want to encourage everyone, go to our loudmouthprayer.org. Go to our website and hook up with us. You can click on up there. You can click on at the top up there, start praying today, and we'll get you the email and everything. We'll get, we'll get you a setup that you'll be hooked up with us in this Ways to Pray series. Now, this Ways to Pray series is on Rumble, and it's on YouTube. Of course, we sp- sp- kind of point everyone yeah. to Rumble because we're building that platform strong. But yeah, so but this is part of the remembrance. This is part of reminding them that they're already in victory, but you walk out the victory through prayer. Prayer is, it is intimate fellowship with God, but it's also a tool, or may I better say, an avenue for God to be unleashed, to pour out his blessings on you. It is. Yeah. That's true. You know, with prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. Be anxious for nothing, but through everything with prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. It is. And I mean, we have an advocate and a mediator before the throne of God, and his name is Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, and he's right there. And he's our advocate and our mediator. Uh, and so people think that prayer has to be long and fancy. And mm-hmm. um, if you see some of the prayers Jesus did with the Lord, they were, they were, they were short and they were very direct. Yeah. I mean, when you look Good at scripture, yeah. very short and direct, not all the time, but I'm saying, you know, t- there were times he went up on the mountain or he went somewhere and he spent hours and he did that too. But if you look at his communication with the Lord, 
Many times it is clear, it is direct, it is simple language. Yeah. It's just, it, 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 it's conveying how he feels. So you have to look at prayer that way. This is a dialogue between me and God where I'm, I'm conveying at times how I feel and other times God is conveying how he feels. And this yeah. is a back and forth dialogue. And there are yeah. times too, it goes beyond how I feel and it goes not, uh, uh, not my will, but your will. Lord be done. And, and, and it goes deeper, but it is a constant back and forth dialogue yes. of that. Uh, that's what it is. And if people looked at it more that way, they want to talk to the Lord more. Yeah. Yeah. Than they do. Honestly, yeah. he'd rather have you with that back and forth dialogue all the time. <laughs> so he could teach you. Yeah, for sure. Show you. Mm-hmm. Then you yeah. go mute silent, you know, and say, well, I don't want to do it because of this, or I had a bad experience with this, or no, I, oh no, I don't know how to pray. It's got to be some long fan. I'm not good at praying. I don't want to hear that. I don't ever want to hear that sentence out of people again. No. I'm not good at praying. You know how many times I hear that from people? What do you mean you're not good at praying? This is not what it's about. This isn't a, this isn't an exam where you're going to get graded. This is about a dialogue with God. There's a big yeah. difference. Yeah. Our goal a beautiful goal that you can set, I don't know, the set the temperature to see how you're doing. You can grade yourself. Yeah. Are you, like what you just said, or in your time with him, how much is speaking? How much is hearing? Jesus said in John 10, and I'm telling you, Jesus swung for the fence and boom, knocked it right out of the fence when he said, my sheep, they know my voice. I pray that every morning. They every know morning. my voice. And they, they also hear the voice of strangers, but they recognize it's a stranger. They won't follow them. Yeah, they don't follow the stranger, but they actually hear it. They're not so one-sided that they can't see and recognize darkness. They can see darkness. They can recognize darkness, but they know how to label it. It's darkness. We're over on the team of light that's winning. The team of darkness, they're already walking in defeat. They're just trying to convince everyone they're not. Yeah. You know, one time I, um, one of my family members was dealing with a demonic problem and I was praying for him and it got better. But then I don't know about a week later it popped up again and they were just being tormented and going through some torment. And so I went to an elder of the ministry I was at who had been to other countries and started great ministries. And I knew he knew a lot about authority, prayer, the demonic, exercising authority over the enemy. I went to him and I sat down in his office. At the time, he was my boss, so it was easy to access him. I'd have prayer with him every morning. Then I went straight in his office, closed the door and said, hey, um, having a little trouble with this person I know that the devil went away. I took authority over it and the devil went away. But then a week later, the devil came back and really showed off because I'm just going to tell you, the, the booger ran over and bit me on the arm. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I've had, I, I know what Marty's talking about. These things do happen. Yeah. They Literally bit happen. me right here on my, on my arm, right here, bit me on the arm in the realm of the spirit. Yeah. It wasn't natural. It wasn't teeth marks or anything. Just trying to buck and kick like a little Bronco. If I could just say it that way. I'm not a rodeo guy, but you know, whatever. So, okay, forget that. So I said to him, so I took authority over the devil. The devil went away, but then a week later, the devil came back and he said, well, there's your problem. I said, 
yeah. He's like, well, there's your problem, what you just said. I said, okay, well, this is what I just said. Because I'm asking you and you're not answering me. So I said, I took authority. The devil went away. A week later, the devil came back. He's like, and there's your problem. I said, what's my problem? He said, I just told you. You just told me your problem. And now I'm telling you that's the problem. I said, what's the problem? I felt like it was Abbott and Costello with this great man of God. Like who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. What's going on right now, Amanda? You know the skit? Yes. Oh, I'm very familiar with it. I love it, right? It's awesome. I felt like we were having this Abbott and Costello moment. And this is like a really, I mean, I really honor this man of God. I'm like, what are you saying? He's like, Marty, you just told me the devil came back a week later. I said, yeah, he did. He said, no, he couldn't. You let him because he convinced you that he could. I had to sink in. I had to let that sink in for a second. I said, so I'm telling you the devil came back, but the problem is I see it now. The problem was the devil tried to come back, showed up, and by doing so, I let go of my faith and let it become nothing. And the devil that quickly convinced me that he could come back when the whole time through the eyes of faith, he couldn't come back. He was just trying to push me enough to convince me that he could. And the moment he convinced me that he could, although he couldn't, the moment was the moment that he then had a right to come back. I let him in because he pushed to see if he could change my mind. And he did. He didn't just change my mind. He changed my faith. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's a uh, a very important point here, that he can attempt to do things to influence yeah. your faith level. Yeah. You know, this, this is a game he likes to play, because faith is a weapon. Yeah. So he tries to get you to lower your weapon. Yeah, yeah. As long as your weapon's up, mm-hmm. he can't, what is he going to do? <laughs> but if he gets you to lower your weapon, because you're in a standoff with him, then he then will argue because he is uh, you know he 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 loves to uh he loves to try to argue his points um he will argue well he's got a legal right to come back now yeah that's what happens yeah mhm so well praise god well we hope we've encouraged and reminded everyone because I know there's a lot of our, our family out there, our brothers and sisters, who just heard this last story. Yes. A little Marty, Martyism and Amanda's, how we talked about that. Because you have to stay on your ground. And at the very beginning of the show, the very first thing that Amanda just started sharing over and over was, you got to go to the word. The word's got to be first. You got to. She says every day, no matter how I feel, I go to the word first. You've got to do it. That's how you accomplish what I didn't accomplish in that story I just told. You feel yourself so much, your mind renewed, your heart so set on the truths in God's word that you're unmovable. See, the word of God is unmovable. If you plant your feet on it enough, you'll be unmovable. The problem is I was movable. Stupid little weak devil that bit me on the arm, literally tried to convince me that he could come back. 
This guy has been completely whipped. In Colossians, it literally says that Jesus made a show of this punk openly before all of creation, defeating him. And I'm sitting here in Christ, in this authority, in this ability to conquer, reign, and rule as kings and priests in the earth. I'm sitting here and was so easily convinced that that little booger could come back. And by the way, he was green. So actually, he's a perfect example to call him a booger. That was for you. That was just for your amusement, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) He was green. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not at all. Because what do they always say about, um, if you think about it, because, you know, if you look at depictions of of aliens, which are totally demonic, by the way. Come on now. Totally demonic. (laughs) They Um, are. They're green. Yeah. (laughs) Many times. This is no coincidence, guys. Okay. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. I'll end well, that. we've covered the trumpet church, uh-huh. demon boogers. It's been a great show for me. I tell you, I've enjoyed it's myself. All over. This has been. This has been like the Monopoly board. It has been. Yep. Today we've been yeah. all over it. Yep. <laughs> yep. And 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 we did not pass go, and we did not collect two hundred dollars. So. Nope. Nope. I think um, <laughs> we occasionally went on the edge of going to prison, but it's okay. With. <laughs> well. We do have a news flash for all the yep. Walter Cronkites out there. We do have yep. an event coming up in Vegas. We do. Now, we do. the biggest event is the 25th and the 26th. Amanda and, and Chris, Jenny and I and our teams, we will be at the Reawaken with Clay Clark. If you, and, and I was with Clay Saturday, so just a few days ago, I was with Clay mm-hmm. and two days ago. And so being with Clay, we talked in depth about what's going on at the conference, the reawaken. And he's like, Marty, I'm down to like 300 tickets. So this is the time for people to come and join us. And so if you want to do that, you can go to Thrive Time. You look for the Reawaken America Tour. I think Amanda's probably have a link for you. Time to freeamerica.com. But if you come to that, I got some good news for you. The day before on the 24th, Marty and Jenny, Amanda and Chris, we are doing a prayer for the nation. We're doing a prayer and a healing time. Holy moly. There it is. Right That's there. A beautiful. I like that. See, I know. I like Isn't the that way great? that looks. I know my wife did that. She is so talented. She is very talented. Jenny. Yeah. She is and a sweet. What, like me and Marty were talking about this before we went on uh, today with all of you is that um, we like it too. Because our faces are not on there. Yeah, absolutely. And the focus is the prayer. Yeah. For the nation. Yeah. That song I love so much, set your eyes upon Jesus. For the things of this world grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Grace. Not set your eyes upon Marty and Jenny. Not set your eyes upon Amanda and Chris. No, we set our eyes upon him. He will absolutely receive all the glory. And our job is to make sure everyone acknowledges and knows that. We point everyone to him. We are only vessels that are yielding to him. Anything good that ever happens, it's because he's good. He's faithful. He's loving. He's kind. He gives us second chances. He's the one that shows up and saves us. We're just along for the ride, praise God. So he gets all the glory, and at this event, we're going to uplift his name. We're going to give him the glory. We're going to pray to him. He's going to move on behalf of our nation. We're going to have a good time. Amen. Praise God. Yes. God, Marty. A what? little rant there, but I enjoyed it. Praise That's God. That's okay. That, that yeah. Rant away, Marty. Rant away. 
So anyone wants to join our Ways to Pray series, huge, huge, uh, truly a beautiful series we're doing right now. It's going to probably go on for another week or two. And it's just like, if you want to, if you want to go to Bible school for prayer, actually, I'm kind of developing loudmouth Bible school. I mean, loudmouth prayer school. Yeah. It's kind of going to become the setting, the, the intro cur- curriculum for loudmouth prayer school. Okay. And so if anyone wants to just get really in depth of the types of prayer and that deep fellowship, Come check us out at loudmouthprayer.org. We have all that ready for you there. Glory to God. Amanda, anything? Do you have any events coming up anywhere in the nation or anything other than the Vegas? Do you have any trips planned or anything um, that you can talk about? Sometimes you, you know, can't. September. We're working on something for September. Okay, good. In Alabama. Nice. So we're, we're, we're working on it. And so uh, we'll be able to announce it as soon as we have everything together. So we're working on that as well. Um, and then what else? Um, I might have something local in the works as well. You and I have talked, so we'll see what the rest of the year looks like. Yes. Yes. I think you and I have rolled around the the idea of two different locations and doing some stuff. So we'll Mm -hmm. keep on, we're just praying, bringing that before the Lord. I think we both are set our hearts upon, you know, um, let the Lord build the house. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. We don't want to do anything in vain. We just want to be in his plan. Praise That's God. Right. Amen. Well, All thank right, you Marty. once again for thank allowing you. us to join Grace Out Loud. We had a good time today. Thank you, Marty. We did too. And we will be back. We'll announce when we're back with Marty. <laughs> we'll be back in about, I don't know, t- about 10 days. Yes. About 10 days. We'll be back. Absolutely. We'll announce. Okay. Thank you, Marty. Love you guys. Love you. And I have to tell you something, they work. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yeah. and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I walked him out. And wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? (laughs) (laughs) So it's good. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier, If you are looking to understand why the things in your body operate the way they do, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma are there to help you with all of your medical needs. In fact, I am a patient of the Functional Medical Institute. And God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a tough nut to crack 
on this. But after over a year and a half, Chris is finally on board. He is a patient of Dr. Sherwood's and him listening and, and implementing what Dr. Sherwood has taught him has made a difference in his life. So if you are interested and curious as to what they do, if you'd like to make an appointment, if you'd like to see what products they have, because they have some amazing products, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Thank you. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing. You can go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes. They have sheets. They have slippers. They, of course, have pillows. And they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact. Noble, our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARK. God bless everyone. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver is something that you should invest in, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who's been on Ark of Grace many times, he loves to answer our viewer questions. In fact, he's answered all sorts of questions about gold, silver, the markets, even the real estate market he's been kind enough to answer questions about. So if you would like more information, if this is something you would like to invest in, please go to bh-pm.com today. That is bh-pm.com. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about this incredible product that I use every day called Power Team. It is 130 raw superfoods. And I have to tell you, it is one of the most amazing products I have ever used. I take it every day. It helps me with energy. It helps feed my cells at the cellular level. It helps me with clarity and focus. It helps with so many things and functions in your body, including your gut as well. So if you would like to learn more about this product, if you would like to learn the 130 raw superfoods that are in this product, please go to the link below or you could go to arcofgrace-ministries.com and go to our shop section and you will find Power Team there as well. Thank you, everyone. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all year round. And we are doing that, actually, for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary they also have outdoor ones they actually yield 30 percent more and grow the vegetables three times faster so if you would like to learn more go to amandagracegrows.com god bless hello everyone it's amanda grace i'm here to talk to you today about reawaken america i have had the honoring and humbling privilege of being able to be part of Reawaken America since the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma in April of 2021. I have watched so many moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America. We have seen people healed, delivered, set free, 
We love to pray for people at Reawaken America. We have had the honor of praying alongside some amazing people. Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconato, who also deals in deliverance. And we have seen people's lives changed. We have seen them set free. We have seen people who are come seeking. And the Lord says, when you seek, you shall find. And you knock, the door shall be opened unto you. They have been seeking, and those seeds get planted for the glory of God at Reawaken America. The Word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that shall set you free. And this is what we are doing at Reawaken America. You get biblical truth. You get a foundation of the Word of God. And you also get necessary information right now to help you understand what is going on in America and the world. And I am humbled and honored that General Flynn and Clay Clark would even let me be a part of this. And people need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. They need those who are willing to boldly stand up and with the conviction and the authority from God, speak the word of the Lord into their lives. It is a catalyst. It is life changing. And, and we praise the Lord that we have continued in this. And we hope to see you at upcoming events that are happening this year. We hope we get to pray over you at these upcoming events.